You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast. This is episode number 62, November 1st, 2022. Hey everyone, this is Yossi Hassan, the CEO of Metaversal, and we're on with Skip on the Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity, how about a taste test of restaurant technology, drive-thru or curbside, mobile apps or AI, it's all on the menu, cook it up for the day, it's a recipe for success, you're in good hands with a tech chef, make a plan to be your best, strategize with the tech chef. Once again, we are here with your tech chef and host, Skip Kimple. That's me. And I have another great episode for all of you hungry listeners. Hungry for the latest and trending technology out there for the restaurant, hotel, and hospitality industries. For all of you regular listeners, you make me so happy to see you guys come back week after week. It's always great hearing from our loyal listeners and seeing how much love there is out there for the show. If this is your first time listening, welcome aboard, and we hope that it will be a great experience for you. You can either subscribe in iTunes or Google Play Store, or quite honestly, any other podcast app out there, for new episodes each week. Do not miss out on what's happening over here on the Tech Chef Podcast. Just a reminder, happening this week is the Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association Show, as well as the Mertech Executive Summit. Now, if you're going to be at the Florida show, remember, I'm going to be speaking on Web3 and how it is impacting the restaurant industry. Lots of fun, cool, interactive elements in this presentation, so it would be worth your effort to come see it. And of course, the Murtech Executive Summit will be amazing, as it always is. There is always great content at that show, and from what I've seen, this one will be no exception. Please reach out to me after the show and let me know how it is and what your biggest takeaways were. And most importantly, have fun. I'm going to miss seeing all of you there. Now, the next big show for me is the Restaurant Finance and Development Conference in Vegas in a couple of weeks, and I hope to see you there. As promised, today's show is a continuation of last week's episode where I recorded this live at the Menches Brothers NFT Minting Party. I'm not going to go into detail about that, as you can always go back and listen to the previous episode. On site, however, a huge group from Metaversal, the company behind bringing this project to fruition, was on site to help support the Menche Brothers team. While I was there, I was able to sit down with some of the Metaversal team members, including the CEO, the creative director, and the project manager. Combined, this gave me the opportunity to learn more about the scope of what they do, what their vision is, and how they are looking to help other small restaurant brands. Now, they're new to our industries, so this is going to be a great opportunity for you to get to know more about Metaversal, what they do, and how they do it. Enjoy. Now that I've gotten on the internet, I'd rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. We're talking about the metaverse. It needs to be wild. It needs to be bigger. Here at Metaversal, we take care of our special tokens. 
Day live at the NFT minting party for Little Mensch and Menche's brothers. I have uh, the CEO of Metaversal, the power behind this whole project here. And the CEO, Yossi Hassan, is here to uh, just tell us a little bit about his company. Um, I had never heard of Metaversal before I talked to Danny. So tell me which, what you guys do and where you're from. Yeah, with pleasure. So uh, Metaversal, we are a NFT venture studio. Uh, and we talk about using NFTs to tell the infinite stories of our culture and see this as the new medium that is going to be doing that. The way people are going to be interacting with brands, with stories, with creators uh, is going to be through this new medium called NFTs, a technology that radically changes how we can consume content uh, and how we can participate in the brands that we know and love. So this is our venture into uh, the kind of restaurant world uh, using an incredible story of the origins of the hamburger uh, to be able to use this technology to bring a brand from 1885 into 2022 today using this platform. So Menchie's Brothers, they're a small mom and pop organization. Um, Danny obviously reached out to you guys, but what was your interest in taking on such a small concept and why did you think you'd be successful with it? Yeah, so it, it's maybe a small restaurant, but the idea of the hamburger is not a small concept. It's not something uh, that is uh, new to most people. Probably everyone in the world has consumed a hamburger at some point in time. And who can say that they were the creator of that? Who can say that they have that original story, that Genesis story? Uh, and how do you think about bringing that to life in new ways? And how do you bring that into a restaurant? Um, so that eventually when a bigger brands or a retail outlet of 10,000 stores wants to do this, there is a playbook that can be seen on how do you actually interact with someone who's coming into a retail outlet to buy a hamburger and then you're introducing them into this concept of an NFT. And that was fascinating for us on being able to work with such an incredible story. And you mentioned Danny, such an incredible entrepreneur, uh, to be able to help think through what are the elements that it takes to be able to do that? And this is the first time anyone's really trying to do that. And that's why we wanted to work with Menchie's on it. So you said this is the first time in the restaurant space. Who's your average customer? I mean, who do you normally deal with and work with on the NFT side? Yeah, so average customer is really about the creators, the entrepreneurs or the brands that we work with. Uh, and then their customers become the holders of these NFTs. So it's a, it's a B2B2C uh, concept. So um, in the likes of Menchie's, the average customer is the people that walk through these restaurants. Uh, Danny's our customer and then her customers are the people that walk through uh, the front door here. And how do we think through their reality and what they're going through and being able to onboard them into the space? So, you know, being able to buy with a credit card is extremely important. Um, not using the terminology NFT, it's a digital membership. Things like that are the things that we have to think through uh, together with someone like Danny. Now, I'm curious with your experience with NFTs, which goes back how far, by the way? How old is Metaversal? Metaversal started uh, just over a year ago, so uh, 18 months actually now. Uh, but I've been involved in the kind of blockchain and crypto world since 2013. Uh, and I've been investing in uh, NFT-based companies since 2019. I invested in one of the first free-to-earn or free-to-play NFT gaming companies. 
Uh, and I've always been fascinated by this idea of digital ownership. What does that mean? Like when you have something digital that you now own uh, and that it has value as a concept, it just kind of blew my mind when I first thought of it, when I first uh, heard of it uh, and then thought through how do we then take that into a company um, with the inspiration of something like Universal, Universal Studios, uh, into the metaverse and be able to create all these types of stories using these assets uh, and that we bring to life. So you said you got involved with cryptocurrencies in 20, 2013? 2013, yeah. What, what, what is your actual background? Yeah, my actual background is as a tech entrepreneur. Um, from when I was a little kid, I fell in love with computers and uh, read stories about Bill Gates and Michael Dell and thought that uh, college wasn't going to be for me and I was going to be like them and I was going to start a tech company and become a famous entrepreneur Um, and uh, started one of the first open source software companies in South Africa where I'm originally from uh, with a good friend of mine who uh, was a Linux hacker and uh, learned about the world of open source software as a counterforce to something like Microsoft, who at the time was calling Linux a cancer and comparing it to communism. Uh, But we saw this as the way the internet was going to be built, that this was the way that if you wanted to build an open internet, it had to be built on open source software. And that thesis mainly came true, but what was missing is a sustainable commercial model behind this. And we see the companies of today, the big companies of today, rarely have leveraged open source software, but they've become kind of extracting out of it. So if you think of Apple, Google, Netflix, all of these companies that have uh, domain over the internet, they are the ones that have benefited from this open source technology, um, and the consumers rarely haven't. So when Bitcoin came about, saw it as this new incentive layer that could fit on top of open source software. For the first time, you could have this open source software that had an economic model to it. Uh, and that's what got me so excited about crypto and why we bought into uh, Bitcoin in 2013 uh, and why I'm so excited about digital ownership on top of these open networks, on top of these open blockchain networks, because I think it radically transforms how people can have ownership over their digital goods uh, and moves that power away from these big incumbent internet companies. Well, I think a big thing here, too, with especially with this NFT, is the utility involved with it. Um, your, your average person obviously here is probably not looking at it from an investment purpose. They're looking at more of it from a, you know, what can I give for discounted or what, what is special about um, this NFT if I purchase it? By the way, um, if I knew you're from South Africa, I would have brought some Biltong with me. <laughs> I used to work from, for some South African owners and um, they introduced me to Biltong. And I'm starting I mean, to see it coming out in places in the U.S. It's starting yes. to, to get into uh, a number of retail outlets. It was pretty exciting. Oh, if you come down to South Florida, we have a couple of great South African places that make fresh Biltong. So I'm there. They cut it any way you want it. I'm there. <laughs> well, Yossi, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to talk to us and tell us about Metaversal. Um, I think what we're going to do is, Sam, come on over here. Um, Sam is the creative director for Metaversal, and we'll talk to him a little bit about, uh, you know, what he's doing for the Menchies Brothers and what he does for Metaversal itself. Thank you, Skip. It's been great. Thank you. All righty. All right, Sam. Uh, we just kicked Yossi out of your chair, and now now you're here. Uh, you're settling in. You got your headphones on. You good to go? Yeah, absolutely. So, Sam, you're the creative director at Metaversal. What does the creative director do over there? You know, it's a really interesting role, especially because, you know, the company is relatively young. So as creative director, not only am I involved in the specific process of execution as it, you know, as it Uh, pertains to things like the actual art uh, of the NFTs and the creation and the 
website design and so on and so forth. I'm also doing a lot of the strategy and the high-level visioning of the project itself. Menchez particularly was an interesting um, an interesting project for Metaversal in that we haven't seen very many food NFTs or NFTs in the food and beverage industry. And so it was a nice challenge to start and, and to really take on this project and explore what could be possible. And, I, you know, as I was talking with Yossi, it's interesting that you took on Menchie's Brothers because they're such a, a, they're mom and pop, they're such a small brand. But like he said, it is such an amazing story to tell that you know that's got some legs to it and it's going to go someplace. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the Mencha's brand itself has a really captivating story. And before I uh, took on the project, Danny actually sent us copies of a book by a person, Chris Carroza. Yes. There's the book right there. That's right. Hamburger <laughs> Dreams by Chris Carroza where it sort of details the history of the burger, who created it, and so on and so forth. And hearing the Mencha's story, reading about it, reading sort of the journey of it and the creation of it is a story that I think is uniquely American, uniquely very um, just unlike any many other stories in our country. And it's not really known about. And so being able to explore that and to reimagine how to tell that story is something that was of great interest to us. So you're really part of the full process. How do you see this? And this may be more of a question for uh, Aaron Thompson, which is coming on next. Um, But I'll ask you anyways. How do you plan on taking this thing global? How do you really plan on getting the word out there um, about this NFT? And Yossi and I were talking about, you know, there's NFTs that people purchase for uh, financial gain. You know, it's, it's a true investment and it's going to grow over time, which Mentrade Brothers will as it becomes more popular, obviously. But there, I think the secret sauce right now, no pun intended, is the, um, the utility involved with the NFT itself. Because these local people here who know nothing about a non-fungible token, um, they know what discounts are they know what a secret menu is you know stuff like that so I'm, I'm curious your vision is how do you get that message where where do you see the future of this going globally it's a it's a great philosophical question you know we as people who are entrenched in nfts every day we want to be able to spread the message of what I consider to be somewhat of a revolution, right? Of decentralization in in um, asset uh, purchase and also um, tokenization of assets and digital assets at that, right? So for me, as someone who is, a, you know, an NFT degen, it's very like very easy and, and, and very desirable to. Um, talk about NFTs as like decentralized things that we distribute and it's going to change the world and so on and so forth. So for me, it's like very easy to talk about these benefits through the lens of NFTs and digital assets that can be purchased for the normal layperson here. And what's been interesting here today is that we're not even using the word NFT we're using it as a digital membership. And all of a sudden, once we put it in those words, people begin, they understand that language. And so eventually, I think what's going to happen is the word NFT is kind of going to 
go away. And I think I think it will be redefined because it's such an all-inclusive word. It doesn't just mean artwork as it's currently defined by, by the community. I think eventually it will go into more of what we were talking about today, which is like digital membership and what that digital membership entitles you to. Using NFTs as a tool to be able to deliver that ownership. So it's been really actually interesting to see this process and interesting to see people's understanding of this project by not even having to say it, by not even having to say digital asset. And that's exactly why I came here today. I wanted to see the reaction of your average Midwest Ohio person trying to figure this out and see if they could figure it out. And you guys have had great success today with people walking in and minting minting their NFTs. Yeah, so far so good. I mean... uh, (laughs) Like several team members, uh, you know, a 90-year-old person with a credit card came in and, and bought an NFT. I never thought I'd see that. You know, many people over the age of 60 here today that got right on board with the digital membership and went right in. So I think, you know, also to answer your other question regarding the distribution of this, I think that... As we continue to tell this story and to narrate it, there are going to be many opportunities for Menches as a brand to tell the many different iterations and and interesting sort of narratives that they have that are strewn across this restaurant, even like this this lockbox over here, this like... uh, Yeah, the safe. Yeah, the safe. It's a beautiful safe. I took pictures of that. I can't wait to show some pictures online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Let's talk about the artwork of an NFT. Sure. Um, move away from Menchie's Brothers because Aaron will cover that probably here in a little bit. Um, but so my wife is a is a digital fantasy artist and she was approached by several people to do NFT artwork. And then we she knew nothing about what to do, how to do it. And as we started to go through the mechanics of it and talk through it, it's like, gosh, it seems like we have to dumb down the artwork quite a bit because she has such detailed artwork. What are you looking for? It, first of all, is the artwork a big piece of an NFT? And, and it, that's almost a trick question because you see some NFTs out there, you're like, oh, why would somebody pay anything for that? That's right. Well, you, look, I mean, I think that there are many different factors that are involved in, in the production of an NFT. I would argue that um, there, are NF, like, there are different ways to accomplish an end goal. For some people that end goal may be through the art. For some people, it may be not through that. It may be through uh, clout or reputation on its own. This is a very nascent space. There's no right or wrong answer right now. There's just experimentation. And we've seen several people do different things, right? Creature World, for example, by Danny Cole. Let's just take Danny Cole, right? Danny Cole is an artist at heart. He created a collection that was very true artistically to what he saw as his vision. In that way, his art was very important to him and to his followers as well, especially in the beginning. For you know other projects that I've seen, the art has not been important, right? The art has been secondary to the actual reputation and the prospect of making lots of you know uh, a creative, generating lots of a creative value, right? So. To answer your question, yes and no. Um, It really depends on the situation. For me personally, in the Menches project and beyond, art is a really important part because, you know, I think it's really important to generate a community that is 
um, genuinely interested in a product. You're not going to generate that alone. Like long-term value does not just come from reputation. It comes from high quality, and that starts with, you know, the art and the vision, and it goes into reputation and everything else. Well, actually, I love the artwork from Entry's Brothers. It's one of the few NFTs where it's creative and it's very centric to the brand. It's got that nostalgic feel, and yet it's got the coolness and modern aspects of an NFT. So I, I, I think they're, they're brilliant and they're fun. Who was the artist behind that? So that was William Wretch from a creative agency called Nice Work. We worked very closely with William over and, and his team. Um, we worked re- really closely with the team. They're actually from South Africa. Um, and it was really awesome because not only did they do the NFTs, they also did some of the rebranding of the, of the Mensch's restaurant. They were able, like, it was really interesting that, you know, this is a very American sort of establishment. And we were asking a South African company to come in and sort of make it, uh, you know, uh, make it into something new and, and captivating. They did a they did a fantastic job, and that is a testament to the like the ca- captivating story that is the Little Mensch brand and the Mensch's Brothers brand in general. So, from start to finish, what are you doing for a restaurant? If they contact you, what is what are they going to get out of it? Are they getting a website? Are they getting the mechanics of how to purchase an NFT? The artwork. Talk through that. Yeah. So. The studio portion of Metaversal is what we like to call the white glove Sherpa of Web2 and also Web3 companies. But when we work with Web2 companies, we approach it from a holistic point of view. What does that mean? That means we take a look fully at you know the website distribution, uh, the NFT vision, what the what the ultimate goal is for the establishment, and based on that, we craft uh, execution around it. So for this particular es- establishment, what the family, the Mensch's family, expressed to us from the very beginning was, we want to be able to find something that modernizes our brand, something that is approachable, right? Something, a a PFP and an NFT project that is going to resonate both with young and older audiences, younger and older audiences. Um, And so from that point of view, we approached it, well, okay, we have this challenge here in front of us. What are going to be the ways that we accomplish that? And for different companies, it's different things. We do smart contract development, marketing, uh, strategy, um, you know, creative branding, asset delivery and building. Like we have the capability to do everything, essentially, to be that white glove Sherpa, to take, you know, a Web2 company and bring it into Web3. It really depends on the needs and the ultimate goals of the Web2 company that we're um, that we're partnering with to be able to determine what exactly they need and we form it around that. So I think you've proven from this that uh, NFT is not just for a, a large uh, multi-million, multi-billion dollar corporation. It, it can really belong in the hands of anybody. Is that a market that you're kind of going to go after? So I have to confess here that um, my background is actually in small business and nonprofit. I'm actually a trained... Uh, classical musician. I'm a conductor. And I, um, you know, throughout my entire career, I have always approached things from a small business standpoint. In fact, during one of the reasons that I got into NFTs was because 
during 2020 when the pandemic happened, all of my gigs were canceled. And so the way that I brought music to people was through blockchain by selling the first classical music NFT for $375,000 to a collector named Metapurse. That in and of itself changed the life of my nonprofit where our operating budget was something along the lines of like 375,000 to double that in one year was absolutely crazy life-changing and changed the the course and uh, you know the trajectory of our organization forever so what how does that tie into this well that ties into this because i be- i'm a strong believer that the people that are going to benefit the most from NFTs and from things like this are small businesses. They are NFTs. You know, making $3 million from $1 million is like, you know, that that doesn't make as much of a difference versus, you know, making like a million dollars from having a $200,000 operating budget, right? And so I think the people that are going to benefit the most in the NFT space moving forward are going to be these small businesses. And from that, they'll be able to grow even bigger. And that is why this is all so exciting because we have the opportunity to, to strengthen and encourage small businesses to become much larger. And that opportunity is present more than it ever has been. I love it. Sam, thank you so much. On that, I see uh, Aaron waiting to walk over here because she's ready to jump in and really uh, wind this all up and talk about how this all relates to to Mentry's brothers, but thank you for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me. And here's Erin. She just sat down. Erin Thompson is the lead PM uh, for this project here at Mentry's brothers. Erin, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, everybody keeps talking about you, especially Danny just came over here and said, don't let you be shy because <laughs> you're the brains behind the success of this. Oh, she is too. For <laughs> sure. she, she is brilliant. Yes. Well, this is what spawned me even being here today because I really believe in what she's doing, but you guys are really the force behind all of this. So tell me what your involvement has been with uh, Menchie's Brothers in this project. Yeah, so I come from a traditional fine art background, and this was my first project at Metaversal and um, my first time producing an NFT. So I think that the uh, amazing part about this entire experience is working with a small business and creating something that feels so like homegrown and full of love and care and time and attention, um, which is a nice first project for me to have. Um, But I do think that it's amazing that Metaversal was interested in taking on Mentis as a client because they believe in the power of small business and Web3 and how that can create this global community and how they really do want to democratize the space and not just have it be for the big brands, you know, like the Applebee's or the McDonald's, like there's room for everybody and there should be multiple and diverse voices that are being heard within the space. So I love that. When, when they first approached you, Danny first approached you and started, we guys started talking about this project. Um, what were the kind of the first steps? I mean, what were your first thoughts? I mean, you obviously heard the whole history of the hamburger and all of that. Um, what was going through your head at that point? Were you thinking maybe this is a little bit of a stretch or did you know right off the bat that this is going to be a hit? I I think when we started, the first and foremost thing we wanted to convey was a sense of joy with the project because 
it, this is like a family run. You know, Danny grew up in this restaurant and it means a lot to a lot of people. So we wanted to infuse every step of the process with these like little uh, moments of joy, the website, the artwork, the, even down to the font, the color palette, like all of those decisions uh, had to reflect the feeling that she felt growing up in this space and in this restaurant and how she wants her customers to feel when they come in. And, uh, you know, as you know, Uncle John knows everybody's name and it's really, uh, you know, it feels like a family. So that was, uh, it, we started there. That was sort of the origin and, and, and it grew. So you have a lot of team members here today, and I've noticed that you've been helping people walk through the process. Yeah. Um, you, you don't need a digital wallet. You can actually just use a credit card. Which is amazing. Which is pretty Very cool. New. And that's something you guys are help, helped create. Yeah, we did. Just being with the average public here today, what has their reaction been? Honestly, they've been like, wow, this is so easy. I think they have a lot of questions at first, you know, what's an NFT or what am I buying? What do I get? And it's it's funny because as a team, I was saying to uh, Metaversal staff on Friday before we were all coming out here, I think it's easy for us to um, forget that 98% of the population doesn't know what an NFT is. They've never bought one before. They have a lot of questions. They feel, I think, inherently like, is this a scam? I don't know if I want to enter my credit card information. Like, you know, they, they're, they're very tentative and just like nervous about the whole process. But it's, we worked really hard to make it super seamless and very easy. And I think that it's been great to see a lot of people. I actually helped a 95 year old man today mint an NFT, which was awesome. So I've heard, I've heard a few stories like that today. A couple <laughs> yeah. people in their 90s that are minting NFTs. Yeah, Did he know amazing. anything about an NFT prior? No. Okay. No, but he was like, I love this restaurant. I come here all the time. Want to get a discount? What do I do? And it was so easy. You know, you just enter your email and then you click buy with a credit card and, and then it's there. And that's the message that the small businesses need to understand is it's, it's nothing more than an extension of, of providing the ability for your most loyal customers just to to reward you and, and be part of you know that business that you built this yeah. this is an amazing family business yeah. and people do i can just i'm looking at these people when i had uncle john on the interview he had a hard time sitting here the entire time without stepping up and going away saying hi to somebody at the next table because he knew them for the past 20 years mm-hmm. it's fun to watch and it's very cool to see your team interact with them as well. It looks like you guys have sold quite a few uh, NFTs today as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. People have been buying more than one, which is awesome. And I think that they're just surprised and delighted, you know, when the little box rattles open and they get to see their mench. And it's, it's wonderful to be a part of that. Well, even that's new because I was one of the first people to mint and that, mm-hmm. that wasn't there yet. And I uh, minted another one today and it, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out on my phone how to record it because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, I probably can't go back and replay that unless I buy another one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you got me there. I guess I have to buy yeah. another one. So what are your next steps as you're thinking through this process? Today was the launch. Um, what happens next with this project? I think we are going to ideate on that together as a team and with the Menges family. What are the other um, utilities that we can provide holders, not just locally, but I think globally? And 
We had so much fun bringing the food truck to NFTNYC this past June and just being able to expose the brand to a whole new clientele and to have this beautifully branded truck in Times Square. It was it was so fun for them. And um, I don't know. I I think uh, I think we'll just have to kind of wait and see what. So you definitely think it's got legs to go global for sure. Excellent. For sure. Yeah. Do you have any advice out there for anybody that's mom and pop? Actually, it could be anybody. It could be a, a small hotel chain, boutique hotel, um, and they're they're really interested in going down the path of an NFT, and yet they're they're a little leery about it. I mean, do you believe NFTs? Do you believe they're going to be here their long term? Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine uh, a traditional restaurant membership like a? Uh, what are, the, what are those dining cards called? They used to get, have the whole punch. Like, no, that's so antiquated. No one will use those anymore. This is way more fun for your customers to have in their, you know, to have the photo or have the NFT in their wallet. I think um, this is definitely the way of the future. And you can bake in all kinds of utilities and giveaways and discounts. And I think the... The advice I would give a small business is that it's 100% possible to do this for their customers and to expand their clientele to a more global audience. But I think it's important to partner with someone, a company like Metaversal, to sort of help you through the development because the technology is so new and it's changing every single day. I mean, you saw how much it changed in a week. And we, you know, the process just is still... Um, there's a lot to iron out and it's good to have a partner that you trust who can uh, kind of speak that language and, and help. I think a lot of small businesses are worried that, or even large businesses, that it's too soon because it's not proven yet. But I come from the aspect and the thinking process of that's the time to get involved with it. Take the risk now because by the time everybody's successful with it, you're too late. It's yeah. the, the ship has sailed by that point. Yeah. I think a lot of people think NFTs are just for rich people who are buying these like apes. They don't. Well, some of them are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there definitely is, but that's why it's so important for small businesses to also be pioneers within the space and, and define what it is that works for their clients and their customers. Um, Cause it really is changing and evolving so fast that you can make it what suits you and what suits your business. Aaron, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. You're, you're wrapping out this, this section, uh, my, my discussion here with Metaversal. This has been exciting to work with you guys today. All the best of success. I know you guys are going to do great for Menchie's Brothers, and I'm looking forward to see what you guys are going to do with it next. Oh, great. Thanks so much for having me. Now, our lives are changing so quickly, it is hard to keep up with the technology around us sometimes. Hopefully, this was helpful for you to understand that if you are interested in launching an NFT and don't know where to start, there are companies out there to help you through the process from start to finish. If you'd like to reach out to me or the show or leave a comment, you can do so via everything social at Skip Kimple or everything at Constrata. This includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And of course, you can always go to the website skipkimple.com for all of the archive shows, as well as hear all the new episodes on the Constrata website at constrata.io. And if you want to email me, you can do so at skip.kimple at constrata.io. 
Next week, I promise I will give you a break from Web3 Conversations and we'll be talking with Bob Gibson, who many of you know as the previous chief revenue officer of Jolt and spending countless years over at Micros and Oracle. I always wanted to bring over somebody from a vendor side to talk about operator and vendor relationships, what that looks like from both sides, and how to make it more of a partnership in terms of both longevity, development, and growth. Being on the operator side, I always had my own viewpoint on how this relationship would look, but I can't wait to see what a vendor thinks about us operators. By the way, did I mention that he is the new president and COO of our company, Constrata Consulting? Hmm, nice little twist there. That is a wrap for today. So until next Tuesday, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. Stay hungry, my friends.